history, myth, legend, and folklore, the Reaper has always been our guide to the other side. My name is Burton, and join me as we follow the Reaper. Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Follow the Reaper podcast. My name is Burton Bargerstock, and I'm the host of the heavy metal podcast, Lost in the Dark podcast where we dive into my first passion, the world of heavy metal. On this podcast, however, we will be diving into another world that has fascinated me long before music and since I was a very small child. The world of the paranormal. I sincerely hope to take a a deeper dive and learn more about the paranormal than I ever have before, and I hope to do that with your help. For now, Follow the Reaper podcast will be a bi-weekly podcast fueled by first-hand accounts and testimonials. So I need your help for this one. Please, you or anyone you know that has a real-life paranormal experience of any kind, from UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, Dogman, or any cryptid, or anything just unexplainable, please feel free to send in your first or second-hand accounts to our email, follow the Reaper Podcast at gmail.com, or feel free to submit to any of our social medias in either text or audio form. Of course, I would always prefer the story to come from the person's voice directly, the experiencer's voice directly. But if you'd prefer to just type it out, that is just fine. You may remain anonymous if you so including your name is optional. But if we could possibly get at least a relative location, even if it's just a state or country, that would be appreciated. Part of the hope I have for this show is to get to the bottom of some of these mysteries. So the more information we have, the better. So please include as much information and details as possible. The other hope I have for this show is to receive enough accounts that it warrants increasing the number of episodes that get released. That is where you, the listener, come in. If you like the show and you would like more episodes, please send in any stories you have or encourage anyone you know who has a strange story to do the same. While I did receive a few stories before I recorded this first episode, there were certainly not enough to fill a whole episode. So for this episode, I thought I would start by introducing the show and now, myself. I have had a fascination with the paranormal since I can remember. I grew up on paranormal and horror movies and TV shows. As a child going to the library, I would always seek out the books on ghosts, Bigfoot, or the Loch Ness Monster. Ghostbusters is probably my favorite movie to this day. That lifelong obsession has led to years of amateur ghost hunting where I visited some impressive locations I will share with you on future episodes. I would also argue that my lifelong obsession with the dark occult macabre is probably part of what drew me to heavy metal. It is the horror movies of music after all, which ultimately led me to founding and hosting the Lost in the Dark podcast. And now, this one. In fact, a couple years ago, my ultimate heavy metal god and idol, Alexi Laiho, passed away. I was fortunate enough to have met him a few times and saw his band Children of Bodom 
play over 15 times in the 11 years I got to go to their shows. On October 30th, in the year 2000, his band Children of Bodom released their third studio album titled Follow the Reaper. I remember a few months ago driving around late one night, a cold Michigan March night, listening to some kind of heavy metal, I'm sure, feeling very influenced, thinking back on Lost in the Dark and how we'd actually gotten to meet people from the paranormal community, even gotten to have been on and had people on from a paranormal podcast called the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast, who then, after having us on, they went on to have people on from the Coast to Coast AM pod, or from Coast to Coast AM, which is a huge influence on me. And they had so many more guests that are also influences. Being influenced by all of that, my entire childhood, and all the things I love coming together. It just finally popped in there. The name for my paranormal podcast should be an ode to my fallen guitar hero, Alexi Lyho. So my friends and fellow paranormal enthusiasts, join me as we follow the Reaper. Welcome to episode one. Normally, on these episodes, we'll dive right into stories, as I will do now. Since I don't have many submissions yet, though, I thought I would start us off tonight with a few of my own personal and very first paranormal experiences. On this podcast, I hope to cover the gambit of paranormal experiences, from UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Dogman, Bigfoot, sea monsters, any cryptid at all, really. So for this one, I'd like to start with my favorite cryptid of all, the Michigan Dogman. This first story I'd like to share with you is one of my oldest memories, something that has stuck with me since I was a child, and I did not even realize it may have been a paranormal experience in nature until years and years later. Long before I was born, my great-grandfather built a cabin in the northern part of the lower peninsula of Michigan, in a place called Prescott, Michigan, very close to Skidway Lake. The cabin was located on Elbow Lake for any potential locals listening. For those of you who aren't familiar, look at your right hand. Hold that up, palm to your face, like a mitten. Now where your index and middle finger meet, somewhere between where the fingers start and the middle knuckle is roughly where my family's cabin was located. And for anyone from outside of Michigan, that is a very common thing to do here. If someone doesn't know where something is, just point to it on your hand. There's a reason why we're called the Mitten State. In any case, my whole family, including my grandparents, were all up at the cabin for a summer weekend. It's northern Michigan, so the ground is 
always filled with dead leaves and bristles and sticks. Our cabin was set up in a way where uh, the garage and house were connected by a breezeway. A middle section with two doors leading to both the front and backyard. We were all leaving, probably on a day trip to Taos or West Branch, the two closest cities to our cabin. Myself, being somewhere between three and five years old. For whatever reason, I was the last one out of the cabin that day. And I wasn't aware that everyone else had left towards the front yard, as normally we parked in the backyard. So that is where I went. Now, from a bird's eye view, the cabin was on the top of a curve, a sort of curve in the road where things were on the right and the left and in the middle. In the backyard, there was a long grass-covered driveway split through the trees that led from far side of the road to the cabin. As soon as you walk out the breezeway door, you're faced with this long grass-covered path to the other side of the road, which was the side that curved around. Filled with woods and trees on either side. When I stepped out of the cabin, I stood for a moment looking around for the rest of my family, any cars, any sign of life. Then looked ahead down the path that led to the other side of the road. That's when I saw it. I saw a deer. A doe. Leap from right to left into the middle of the path. Then, in haste, leapt again. Kept going towards the left through the woods. Then moments later, I saw a large, very large, black dog or wolf leap into the exact same spot that the deer had just been. I don't remember moving or making any kind of sound, but that large black animal stopped and looked right at me. Now, I was young. Maybe I'm imagining this, but I remember looking at me right into my eyes. Then it raised its front hands slightly. They weren't paws. They looked like the hands of a raccoon, just so much bigger. It maybe came a quarter of the way up. It never stood all the way up. In fact, it only kind of hunched. Lifted its front end. Gave me a bit of a look. Maybe even a snarl. Then, as fast as it appeared, 
it left off on what I assume was pursuit of the deer, its prey. I immediately started to scream, being, again, that I was just a child. Less than five seconds later, my grandfather, I remember him running around the side of the cabin to my left, scooped me up in his arms like I was weightless and carried me to the front of the house to the rest of the family. And that was the end of it. I probably cried for a little bit longer and probably didn't even tell the story to anyone. I don't even know if I believed what I saw at the time. I was so young. Now, if you've never heard of the Dogman before, I've always described it myself as a werewolf that just never turns into a human. It's basically the wolf version of Bigfoot, a six to eight feet tall, sometimes quad, sometimes bipedal creature with the head of a wolf. Huge, muscular body, long front arms, hands that look like a raccoon, and back legs with the haunches like a wolf or a dog. These animals have been reported in Michigan and surrounding areas of the country since the late 1800s, or even longer. Also known as the Lugaru, the Beast of Bray Road. It is gone by many names in different parts of the world. One day, when I do a particular Dogman special, I'll be sure to go into all of those details. But for this story, it was only much later in my life when I learned of the Dogman that that memory triggered in my head. I'd never heard of such a cryptid before, and I finally had an explanation for what I had seen once I discovered it online many, many years later. I do have a few other potential Dogman encounters I look forward to sharing with you in future episodes, but... Because of this experience, when I was a child, the Michigan Dogman is, and always will be, my favorite cryptid of all time. So please, anyone listening with a potential Dogman story, send in your story, please. I would love to hear from you. Now... For that first story, my own personal first ever paranormal experience, I, I, to this day, don't really know what to make of it. Was I just too young and thought I saw something that I didn't see? Or did I actually see it? Because the part of that story that I know for a fact to be true, that I know undeniably, is that I was screaming and my grandfather ran around and scooped me up in his arms. So what made me scream? It certainly wasn't a deer. I'd seen many deer by that point in my life. So what could it have been? Especially if I now describe it as a large black 
wolf or dog. I don't know. To this day, it's still a mystery that haunts me. But I am willing to look at it through the lens of someone who may have been just too young to know what they were seeing. But, to this day, I have no other memories of seeing anything like that. And it wasn't until years and years later that I was able to describe it. So I wonder, what did I see on that day? Now, my next story. The story we will close on for this first episode. This next story is a classic ghost story. Which, to this day, I still have a hard time believing actually happened to me. It starts long ago. It starts with a family story. When I was a small child, not sure how old exactly, probably around the time I was discovering things like Ghostbusters and Goosebumps and unsolved mysteries and things like that. My grandmother, my grandma Megacy, on my mother's side, told me a story about the house that we were currently in when she was telling me this story, a house in Taylor, Michigan. See, my grandfather worked in the GM plants. In fact, both of them did in Detroit, Michigan. My grandpa, Megacy, he'd often work late into the night. One night, my grandmother, still awake, lying in bed, reading a book. She hears the sound of footsteps hitting the floor, thinking it's her husband, my grandfather, coming home from work, she yells out his name. Jim? She called out. No answer. She started to hear the footsteps again. Only this time, they were in the hallway. that She had a clear view of from the position she was sitting in in her bed. The footsteps were now approaching her open bedroom door. It was then she thought about grabbing the gun that they kept in the night table near the bed, but couldn't. She found herself absolutely paralyzed in fear. She sat there for a little while longer, and just when she finally got the courage to get up, she heard the side door open as my grandfather returned home from work. Now, this is one of the earliest real paranormal encounters I can remember ever hearing outside of maybe an Unsolved Mysteries episode. And it stuck with me my whole life because it came from Someone who meant the world to me, my grandmother, who is still alive and remembers that night to this day. Like I said, I don't exactly 
remember how old I was when I was first told that story. But I'm sure it was in the early 90s. Now, fast forward to about 1999. My family and I move out of the greater Detroit area to a house in East Lansing, Michigan. A quiet, nice little suburb. I remember when I first walked into the house. I remember it all (laughs) smelling like mothballs. And at the time, I related that to smelling like old people. So I just thought the house in my eight, nine-year-old brain had Smelled like old people. I also remember feeling off. But I was young and didn't want to move away from Detroit to begin with. Away from my family. So, naturally, I'd be a little uncomfortable in this new, unfamiliar place. I don't know how long it was after we moved in. But it had to have been a little while. Because we were all unpacked and settled into our new rooms. One night, not terribly long after the move, I'm laying in bed, my bed, trying to fall asleep. For the first time... Having a room to myself. Up until now, I had shared one with my sister my whole life. My bed is the first one on the right at the top of the stairs. It's a short hallway with a bathroom a few paces after my door. And the hallway ends at my sister's room. Just another couple steps away. And on the left, my parents' bedroom. Maybe... At best, a 13-foot-long hallway that's maybe four foot wide. On this night, my door is open. And my bed is positioned in a way where I can see down the hall. Absolute clear vision to my parents' door. So, most of the hallway is visible. And the big light in the stairwell was on. So it was all very well illuminated. Not much different than the night my grandmother experienced. As I'm trying to sleep, I begin to hear footsteps. Very loud and very clear. Coming from the hallway. Boom. 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 One, two, three, four. In that pattern. So loud. Like they're right there. And it's not the normal footsteps I would hear in the house. These were boots. Like cowboy boots. Hitting a wooden floor. As if having just after walked through walked through the doors of a saloon. But the thing is, my upstairs hallway at the time 
was completely carpeted. But yet again, one, two, three, four, again, I remember facing the wall when it started, then rolling over because I had that view down the hallway as far as I could, but I couldn't see anything or anyone. As I was looking, they started again. One, two, three, four. I was absolutely frozen in fear. I had no idea what to do. I couldn't move, I couldn't talk, I couldn't even scream out. I was petrified. After a few minutes, they just stopped. I remember hearing so many all going in the same direction, so many footsteps all going in the same direction. It didn't make sense. For the length of the hallway, it was like a tape caught on a loop. It was like there were too many steps for the length of the hallway. When they stopped, I ran it. Finally, when they stopped, I remember finally getting enough courage to to be able to move at all, let alone run into my parents' room. And that's where I spent the rest of the night. I couldn't have been more than eight or nine years old. Years later, I learned of a phenomenon called sleep paralysis and how many people report hearing things in the night, seeing things, demonic figures, hearing voices, not being able to move, frozen, seeing shadow figures, hearing footsteps, all kinds of things. But this was not sleep paralysis. As later in life, I had experienced it twice. I will get into that later. But on this night, I know I could move freely. I was just so tense and scared that I didn't want to. To this day, I only ever had one other experience in that house. That is another thing I will share with you on the next episode. I still have no explanation for who or what was walking in the upstairs hallway that night. But what I know for a fact is that I heard all I can describe is cowboy boots hitting a wooden floor, walking in one direction down that hallway but there were too many steps to where the hallway just wasn't long enough it didn't make sense and it wasn't until they stopped that I was able to muster up the courage to move now recently actually (laughs) right before recording this episode I had the privilege of visiting My grandmother, the one who originally heard those footsteps. I told her I was doing this podcast and asked if she still remembered any of that story. She, of course, did. But when she recounted her story, 
There was one detail I had forgotten that sent chills up my spine. She, too, heard what sounded like cowboy boots hitting a wooden floor. And her hallway, too, was completely carpeted. Well, everyone, it's that time. The fog is just rolling in. Thank you so much for joining me on this first episode and listening to my personal first two ever paranormal encounters. Trust me, I have many more to share with you all when the time comes. But I hope this show is driven by your first-hand accounts. And I hope that your stories end up being the stars of this podcast. So anyone listening that has any true paranormal encounters or stories and would like to share, please send them in to followthereaperpodcast at gmail.com or followthereaper on Facebook or Instagram. Feel free to send them in typed or audio form. Always, though, we prefer audio. We prefer to hear the story from the experiencer's first-hand account, from their voice. That is always the preferred way. But if you prefer to type it, we will recount it for you to the best of our ability. Thank you so much for listening, and please join us next time, my friends, as we follow the Reaper. Have a great night.